Welcome to the first episode of Working Title, because it's a working title, the podcast about like movies and just nerding about them. I'm yeah. Victoria. And I'm Isha. <laughs> and what's the theme for this week's episode, Isha? Um, theme for this week's episode is just biopics and just the different approaches to biopics and how certain directors uh, choose to portray public figures on, on film. Yeah, because I was going to mention, I was doing like the research for this episode. And what I found is like, there's obviously there are biopics, which I don't consider biopics. And mm-hmm. then there's like biopics about like historical figures and then just like random people that did something very unique and they mm-hmm. get a movie out of it. Like Catch Me If You Can technically is a biopic, but it's not like a Marilyn biopic, like Blonde, who like that's coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. So I think for this episode, we're sticking to the like major fig like historical figures one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and also the the kind of celebrity biopics, I would say, because somehow biopics are mainly made about people that were very famous, right? You don't see like biopics about the um, like cleaning lady of, you know, for example, Roma, that's a biopic too, but that's a very different form of biopic. So I think we're mainly focusing in, in, in famous people, like historical yeah. figures that you said are, Especially celebrities, I would say. Yeah, because I think in terms of acting, right, we wanted to kind of focus on Elvis and, like, Spencer and whatever, because those are two characters, like Elvis and Lady D, Mm -hmm. who we all have somewhat of an idea of what they sound like. Mm -hmm. So they're like, you know, because if you do a Queen Elizabeth, like the Mm -hmm. first, not the second, uh, biopic, you don't know what she sounded like, Mm -hmm. right? Like joan of arc we don't really know so you know yeah and also i would say we're we're of course going to be talking in general about many biopics but focusing mainly on elvis and spencer because of because there were two films that just kind of attracted her attention elvis very recent spencer is very original and um different to what we're used to but also I think naturally we're comparing them because they're two very beloved like person yeah. two very beloved characters in a way so almost both killed by fame um so I yeah. think that's why we're going to be focusing especially in these two um okay yeah. yeah no no I agree I mean like those are two interesting examples cuz I think for me, like, both actors have done an amazing job of, like, to the point where you don't recognize the actor mm-hmm. uh, that originally, like, it's behind all of that. Like, mm-hmm. Chris- Kristen Stewart is just, like, fucking amazing the way she looks at the camera throughout the mm-hmm. movie. And Austin Butler has also done, like, one of the biggest transformation. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. I- <laughs> I feel like we are beating around the bush about the fact that we like one of them and we hate the other movie. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's very interesting is that uh, 
we we briefly talked about this very briefly about Elvis, um, mm-hmm. how this is not this is not the common sentiment, and even like on Letterboxd, who we 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 trusted in general, like other movie podcasts I listen to, the reviews have been quite positive, uh, towards Elvis, and I had not mm-hmm. seen any of this until now, and I had just assumed that many people would have thought that Elvis was. In the end, the Elvis movie is very kind of over the top, right? Uh, yeah. But many people were fine with that. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how we, we, we completely kind of disagree <laughs> with this general reception. Um, yeah. Because I think for me, Spencer, the reception was really positive in terms of women. Mm-hmm. Especially like women that are kind of not in that type of circle, but do understand the pressures of, like, expectation of family. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, something very relatable. Although Elvis, I felt, like, super alone in the opinion that it was, like, it was very flashy, which is the style of the director, to be mm-hmm. honest. It's, like, he's done Moulin Rouge, all of those, and they're all very flashy movies. Mm-hmm. But this one, to me, I was, like, where's the dialogue? Where's the scene where I get to see, like you know elvis mm-hmm. just having an honest like quiet vulnerable moment that's the thing with, yeah mm-hmm. yeah i wasn't actually i just wanted to ask you like in general um what's your what when you think about like biopics what mm-hmm. what kind of biopic do you like seeing or what kind of uh what's your kind of uh, understanding of a biopic when you go to see one what do you think you're gonna get and what would what are you looking for well first of all I think it's gotten to a point like recent biopics are very based on like how good the impersonator is mm-hmm. like how good of an impersonation like how well can you like mesh me into this world or this like of this big celebrity um so because already that is such a big thing i try to have i rather have like a moment in the life of this very specific character because also in that sense it gives me a more like humane feeling like i was thinking about it the the one i really loved that was like not so well received or not like you know made a big buzz was like the capote one Mm -hmm. with tom hardy It's very similar to, like, Spencer in the sense that it's, like, the last few years of, like, Capone. Sorry, not Capote. Uh, (laughs) The dyslexia is very bad today. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it was basically, you know, how he lost all his mobility. And it was, like, basically an old man Mm -hmm. that was very powerful, completely descending into what would have been for that person hell mm-hmm. so it's like very interesting and very different in terms of like the perception of what we have of that historical character mm-hmm. so that's what i found find interesting is when you give me a perspective of like hey look it was a human being and they went through this like major crisis or whatever like the most human part yeah i don't like the oh, he was a six-year-old and he grew up here yeah. and he died here and we're going to watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah I think that's 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 an interesting about a bit about like the kind of biopic genre in the sense that maybe traditionally, I don't even know if that was, I don't even think that traditionally was such a big genre like today because 
which you know where there's just this fascination i feel like also in the 21st century well i mean also mm-hmm. starting with hollywood in the 50s and everything but now there is a fascination for all of these like historical figures in order to tell the story and how iconic they were and how much also i think because we consume like popular culture in a very different way and it's so present that yeah. we like really crave this kind of movies but i i guess there is the question of what's a biopic is it like i'm going to tell you this person's story because in itself is very impa- it's very inspiring so it doesn't need at all like fiction fictionalization or like adding kind of fictional or like interpreting what maybe they went through or hey i think this person is interesting let's try to kind of immerse ourselves in their uh kind of psyche you know because they had yeah. they had such an unusual life um and i think both are like legitimate ways of yeah. uh going about a person but i just think in a more well in a in a in a like storytelling way it's more interesting the second one because we can see documentary of the first one right yeah absolutely yeah we can see a documentary about the first one and like you say if it is in a kind of more cinematic if if it's in a more kind of um feature interpretation right Mm -hmm. um you do uh risk the impersonation which in the end is acting too but not really because you said that you saw like diana in Kristen Stewart, but actually, I would say that the difference between Austin Butler and Kristen Stewart is that with Austin Butler, I I personally think he did an amazing job. He was impersonating, but even impersonation, I feel like there's a lot of value in impersonating, and yeah. and and I think like he sang his songs, he like studied his movement because for Elvis, mm-hmm. for 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 Austin Butler, it wasn't just like the voice. I think there was a lot of kind of a lot of body like corporal work too right so i think that's yeah that's very valuable but you didn't see a lot of austin butler in elvis right I yeah think it wasn't his take it, it was wasn't his a... take it was just him but yeah. i think that also has to do a lot with the directing and the style again mm-hmm. of biopic you're making whereas in spencer i even though there was clearly uh like british christmas story there was clearly a, a yeah. royal character she was playing right because she was just so like airy and 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 shy and and mysterious in that way um which was very lady die Mm -hmm. um you could still see a bit of Kristen there you know because that's also her um i don't know what do you think i think well i don't know this for me lady d like the spencer role specifically did have a lot of physicality obviously we're not talking about like dance pieces because you know she has some like moments of abstraction but it's nothing like major of we have a reference of lady d doing that Mm -hmm. but i think she had a very different physicality than like kristen seward Mm -hmm. like a fully different voice and Mm -hmm. i think it's just a matter of the writing Mm -hmm. because you saw like you know moments of full vulnerability like that was the whole movie like a private moment of lady d right Mm -hmm. like a christmas you know celebration type of situation so i think that's why you see more of the person playing it because Mm -hmm. 
when you're doing those roles, it's impossible to not bring your like own humanity towards mm-hmm. it. But because the style of Elvis, which is what like mainly pissed me off, it's like it's so flashy. It's like full of transitions most of the time. When there's an Elvis song in some parts, it's mixed up with other songs and noise and whatever, and it's like mm-hmm. so overbearing that mm-hmm. you're not gonna see Austin. Because you have no time to see it. There's no moment where he's like fully quiet. The only moment-ish is where he's breaking up with Priscilla. That's the only moments where I was like, okay, this this I can connect to. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, Tom Hanks' character was so grotesque. It was like, I almost see Tom Hanks, but not because he's bringing something of his own. It's because it's so fucking bizarre as a character. I'm like... What the fuck is this man doing? <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. Tom, Tom, Tom Hanks' character, I think, was so, firstly, badly like played. I mean, I did not like how Tom Hanks was acting, but I think it was also the character itself was so fucking grotesque. Like you were saying, like so, like such a cartoon, literally such yeah. a cartoon. Like there was no way. The way this was presented, like, that he was a, like, there was no way he was a real person, you know? Just the amount of, like, already processed, like, things in his yeah. face and his body. And then just the way he carries himself and the, the, the lines he has is just so and cartoonish. And the fact that he's the narrator of that story, I'm like, yeah. okay, if the point of the story, your angle on Elvis is, like, the toxic dynamic he had with his manager, I want to see a manager that I would believe Elvis would have been manipulated by, but they're playing this whole arc of like the manager being a nice guy and saving Elvis, but truly he's dark and whatever. But I'm like, to begin with, he's not likable. So it makes it so hard to believe, or it makes like Elvis look really fucking stupid that he would believe in that manager. Mm -hmm. And it's so like, epic in a scale that i'm like but what was his like day-to-day like yeah yeah no and also i think but i think the problem with 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 that and like what you're saying is that i don't even think they try to look for that kind of nuance in yeah in in both of the roles they're playing in the movie right because really here Mm -hmm. elvis is a hero and um what what's his what's his name? Tom Parker? Is it is his name or the Colonel? I'm gonna call him the Colonel. Yeah, it's um, the Colonel, yeah. The Colonel is just like classic antagonist, you know, kind of money making, like money yeah. seeking person. Um and they kind of like need that to just show this very revolutionary Elvis, right? Because I think mm-hmm. that's also part of the problem is that they I mean for me, firstly, the fact that they have a narrator is an unnecessary, right? Because yeah, absolutely. Elvis has such a flashy and roller coaster life that for me, yeah. this just wasn't space. There just wasn't space for another main character in that sense, and mm-hmm. and and he, the guy is also the colonel is also important. Like it, it's also interesting, like in a different way, but not he's not relevant for Elvis' story. And they, they there's that point where this weird position where the colonel is that he is kind of a very important character but at the same time is not the central one so you're just kind of 
like diverting the energy and the protagonism in two yeah right yeah. for one that we don't Absolutely. really care and for the other one there's, there's just not enough time for us yeah. to even learn about his story because also what is weird about elvis is that the movie is so fast-paced all the time very long but very fast-paced because you can't fit everything and yet they kind of focus much more in his earliest her earlier career because that's the fashion bit right because we have to yeah. here ha take into consideration there's the ba Baz Luhrmann Baz Luhrmann yeah. movie and that you know he did the great Gatsby yeah Moulin and that's his Rouge. style Moulin Rouge like he likes this yeah. kind of stuff but then Moulin Rouge yeah. and in the great Gatsby the narrator there's also a narrator too but they're writers they're like Moulin Rouge is like a writer or like an, an actor, I'm not sure. And then in The Great Gatsby, it's a writer. So you yeah. you kind of believe that whole narrator kind of vibe because that's essentially the person. But in this aspect, yeah. it's like they were trying to get a narrator, but they just they had to go for someone and they chose this guy. And already like the, the way they're telling it is, is nuanced. And yeah, the narrator is like talking about someone else's life, mm -hmm. which is like already is so weird because it makes him like almost like uh how do you say it like a godlike figure like mm -hmm. above Elvis like I saw this kid because obviously he narrates from the beginning to the end of Elvis to mm -hmm. his end and it's just like it was so fucking like fast paced that yeah. it just felt like. It was made, I don't want to sound so, like, fucking pretentious, but it just felt like everyone's attention, like, it's made for the attention span we all have yeah, right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's like a TikTok movie. It's like <laughs> yeah. a TikTok movie. It's like an Instagram stories movie in the sense that, like, everything is going so, so fast. And, and but for me personally, also, like, just Baz Luhrmann kind of direction is not... For me, specific, I didn't like The Great Gatsby either. Like, I don't, I don't like that, and I, I, I don't yeah. really like. But the thing is, I think many people forgave what everything we're saying because that's kind of his style. So it's kind of unapologetically yeah. being like that. But I just think it doesn't fit, doesn't make justice to character to Elvis's story because so much more complex in that sense. And and um, just like the way it was just so 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 fast paced. You didn't get to really know him. You just saw like the image of elvis you know the presentation yeah. of elvis not elvis himself like the our our vision of, of elvis you know and it didn't yeah. really try to get into him that's that that like deeply um and also i i just i'm sorry like apart from the fact that it's kind of a gen z approach on yeah. on 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 elvis just it looks very so commercial just the, the amount of cgi the amount of like just very artificial backgrounds and product placing that I I can I cannot like the Coke Coca Cola and Pepsi Pepsi Cola like amount of shots we got. Did you realize that? Did you no, notice that? It is, to be honest, for me, what was overwhelming like the transitions for me. I was like, you know what? There's a reason why like fade to black exists. Like it's not that bad. Like don't be scared of that shit. But for me, it was the fucking sound. Like, the sound of that movie. I was like, dude, it's about the music. And you're, like, doing, like, these weird fucking remixes. Doja of, like, Cat. modern... Doja yeah, Cat. Doja Cat with on this top guy of Elvis. Like, I know. I, I felt is... like I was 
not the target audience. And it's one of the first movies this year where I'm like, I completely do not understand what the buzz is about. Yeah, no, I just, I think, I think it's what we're saying. Like Elvis is flashy enough. You know what I mean? And this is just so over the top all the time. And it just kind of dehumanizes Elvis's story. But in the end, like, it is true that, for example, the whole part of, like, Elvis Enterprises. I mean, I think that's an interesting take because it is true that throughout his career, Elvis became just, like, this commercial product, right? And that's something... I didn't know much about Elvis' life, right? So, like, our impression of it is just, like, hound dog Elvis. But it is true that he deteriorated or he went through many phases, which... I think it's also mm-hmm. interesting, but you can tell it in a very different way. And it was just like so uh, on your face all the time. And, and, and it had some good parts. Like, I think that how they were, for example, the parts I enjoyed the most, and I'm sure you did too, was the ones that were just, that you got more than a 30 second sequence. You know what I mean? Like <gasps> when, when she comes, yes. when he comes out of the, out of the stage for the first time and you can see how girls are going all crazy. Like that's really interesting, you know? And it was funny. And those and shots were so funny. Were that cool. first thing yeah. that scene is, but then it goes on and it, it moves right back to the manager. I'm like, no, I want to know what he felt like. Cause for a second, you understand the high he gets of like that audience is fucking insane like mm. you know so i i thought that was interesting but i've seen for example like documentaries or like biopics like amy you know and those guys also did the maradona one and also there was like the one of like what happened to miss simone which like nina simone also is such an interesting character but it's like those ones I appreciated and they explained the whole life, right? So it was like similar structure. But first of all, it's documentary. So I can see firstly that person being a person and not, you know, like personal archive. But it's also, I don't know, it was so quiet and it was so about the music. Mm. And when you heard the music, like most of the music were theirs like for me it was just like so weird that you wouldn't like it was interesting to see big mama thornton all those characters that did inspire elvis music but they were so mixed up with other fucking like styles and like mm-hmm. sounds that that's why you say i don't like, know no i agree i think like the main issue with this movie just is it tries to incorporate so many things you know it just in- it, it tries to incorporate too many factors yeah. It's his very particular over the top like Lerman's particular over the top style. Uh Elvis's story. The Colonel's story. The yeah. whole like uh target audience like having kind of very quick sequences but then re- like lots of different short um uh, like moments of his life but then all put together very yeah. like being it being entertaining but then also include like incorporating the whole aspect of like cultural like appropriation or like racism in the sense that oh yeah but i was i came from black music i came from black music which is an important message but like they say it many times which for me just felt like we're trying to make the masses not criticize this movie like yes yes like i know elvis music came from black music which is really important you know but like it didn't feel genuine and then also incorporating the whole like kind of social historical american context with like kennedy and like martin luther king which is also important but it's just that and then family life 
it, it was just trying to incorporate so many things in 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 and not enough space so in the end it becomes very overwhelming i feel like and also the fact that they want to you know play the villain and the good hero type of thing dynamic which i'm like i understand it storytelling wise but it was so simplified i'm like people are not gonna understand the complexities of like he did appropriate then he did like from the perspective of the movie he did those concerts with a message and that's very important Mm -hmm. like he stepped out of this like christian white boy image Mm -hmm. which is very interesting but also Priscilla was like what fucking 17 when they married and that is not fucking mentioned and it's sold like a love story and I'm like are you gonna pretend that wasn't like problematic and it's just because they're so centered in making him the good guy and making the like Cornell the bad guy it just like it, it misses out on the humanity which includes mm-hmm. the fucked upness of the hero and the goodness of mm-hmm. the villain mm-hmm. yeah and so, I think yeah. it's just they decide to do that and then like for example going back to Spencer um, these are two people that are like fucked up by yeah. like fame right by being mm-hmm. completely adored by the public yeah. right um, and you see that well Actually, in Spencer, it's more like of a family mm, dilemma. Yeah. More of there's other fights that are more important than like the actual fame. But you see that like there's enough for a movie. Like that is enough for a whole yeah. movie to to explore, and you don't need to see their whole lives in order to understand those kind of like internal struggles they would go through. You know, like Spencer is literally a weekend. You know, know, it's literally a weekend and we get uh, also the audience is not stupid. You know what I mean? Like we get many, (laughs) we get many suggestions with images, with, with, with jazz music being very like with a lot of tension through, through the music and through very, I just saw like the beginning of Spencer a couple of hours ago, like to remember it again. And like the first shot is like, it's like a 20 minute, 20 second shot of just the countryside of England and like. Mm-hmm. The royal, like, the military kind of uh, vehicles, like, going, yeah. like, passing by, right? And then I remember that compared to Elvis, where it's, like, this kind of thir- 360-turning uh, casino that, like, of this random oh. dude that starts narrating, which, by the way, I went with a friend, and, th- and she went to the bathroom and came in, like, 20 seconds later. And throughout, like, the first 10 minutes, she was telling me, is this a trailer? Is this a trailer of the movie? Or is this the movie? And I was like, shut up. Like, I was... First, I was like, how is this going to be the trailer of the movie? We're watching the movie. And secondly, I was just laughing by, like... It has to be... Like, think about the direction to the point that a friend of mine was like, is this the trailer? For 10 minutes. And I would have to tell Because they skipped the first 10 seconds. That is so funny. Yeah. But yeah, like Spencer for me, the thing as well is like Lady D, we know so much about her. She's a royal. She's like one of the most famous royals ever because of her like tragic like death and how she came up. And like we know so much about her already that the only way like I would sit through a movie if it's like if it's Spencer, because Spencer is like. The fact that I didn't know about her, like, eating disorder, but she spoke about it openly in interviews. So I was like, 
oh yeah, we also forget about that. And her relationship with her kids is so fucking beautiful. Like the ending of like them in a drive-thru and just like wanting this moment of normalcy. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, it just made her so human, so Mm -hmm. vulnerable and so likable in the end. Mm Because you're like, I couldn't fucking bear 10 minutes of that. And that for me, it's the point where it's interesting. Because yeah, I fucking cried in the cinema with that one. Because for me, it was just like so delicate and so feminine and just... Mm -hmm. And it's directed by a man, which yeah. to me was so fucking surprising. Yeah, like in actually, the best way. Yeah, you know? emphasizing this with the whole like eating disorder and just like again her psyche. What you were saying about yeah. depending on like the the reception, depending on like men and women, that's so true. Like the two people I asked yeah. about, like the two guys I asked about when I was Spencer, like what they thought about it. The guy was so boring and uh, like some things like that. And it's just like. Man, I mean, there's also a problem if, like, I don't know that only if only women can see the value in this kind of like narration, you know. Uh, But anyway, that's that's another story. Um, I think like also what is really contrasting between the two is just like you can really feel the '90s vibe, you know, in Spencer with like the kind of cinematography, like kind of minimalist cinematography. Absolutely. And at the same time, you feel like you're living in the 19th century with a whole setting because it's just, and it's just like the palace and the outskirts and they play, you know, with like fog and and the climate around that, like that place. And that's, you are completely immersed in a completely different way that is, if you're seeing it from China, you're you're literally in like posh England, countryside England. Yeah. And then here, like with Elvis, you have all of that expensive CGI in order to take you back to the fifties, you know, which is not necessary. So what I'm like what I'm trying to say is that you can take like you can use it can and it's much more effective for me in in Spencer, you know, because it feels much more real. So Yeah. I don't know, I think there's there it's it's very impressive and like just unnecessary to have so many things for for, for creative setting and, and an environment. Because the immersion of Spencer is, as you said, like with cinematography, with like this film aspect of the movie, the music, the fact that it's jazz and at the like, you know, if you think about it, jazz is kind of, you know, this very freestyle kind of like a lot of going things going on and even like listening to a soundtrack because that's what I did before like, you know, recording this, it's, you can feel her anxiety through the music. Like that music just makes so much sense for that movie because mm-hmm. it has this tradition of like breaking away from tradition, being free, improvising, which is kind of like the process she goes through a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Which ends with this like fast food moment with the kids mm-hmm. and her driving in the car on her own, which is so beautiful. Um, But yeah, it takes you to that place of like tradition being so heavy because of the location with the film and the outfits and the way they like use the makeup, everything. It gives you those like 90s vibe. Mm -hmm. But then Elvis is like the opposite. They brought Elvis to this like Instagram fast edit era with like Doja Cat for some fucking reason yeah which felt very like producers producing type Mm -hmm. of thing where I was like you don't need that you can just literally use Elvis music and he has so much that 
he has so much fucking music. I was like, why yeah, don't you so give much. me that? Yeah. No, for sure. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, I think it, it poses an interesting question on, like, what do people look for when they see, like, a biopic? You know, like, yeah. uh, you know, because I just think, yeah, I just I just think that, that people look for very different things or maybe I look for a very different thing because if I want historical accuracy, like, I just, I, I can go for a documentary, you know? And if I look, yeah, and, and like, or also the pers- the purpose of why they're doing these biopics, you know? Because yeah. if you're putting, if you're taking Elvis just to create this, like, super cool again just like very commercial commercial movie you know in that sense i just like i i just i I just think it's it's a pity for these very yeah complex like historical figures figures, or like public figures you know so i just i just i don't like and i'm i worry that will be the kind of approach that many of the biopics are going to be now because i mean that was not necessarily to that certain extent, but it was also the case with like Bohemian Rhapsody and and yeah. and and with Blonde. I think it's gonna be more towards like I Spencer. Hope Blonde is gonna be a mix, I would say, of like Bohemian Rhapsody with Spencer in the sense of like the book it's based on, and with the looks of it, with the trailer, it looks like it explores the dynamic of her selling out her body and whatever, that whole dilemma with, like, Marilyn mm-hmm. of her sexuality, which already is, like, such a feminine space that I'm scared how men are going to react to that mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the backlash that Ana de Armas has had. Already that casting is very bold, so I'm hoping... Like, that makes me hopeful that they casted mm-hmm. her, that they make, like you know, not alternative choices because for me, from that fucking trailer, she's so perfect for that role. Mm-hmm. But that they didn't go for, like, a fully American, Norma Jean type mm-hmm. of girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm very excited about that one, but they could also fuck it up like Elvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we did not like Elvis. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> oh no, but did you have I am actually going to ask you something I'm going to take from a podcast, which is, like, the expectation, like, kind of rate the expectation, rate the enjoyment, and rate, in retrospect, like, both movies. With so, Spencer and with Elvis? With Spencer and Elvis. With well, Elvis, what was your um, my expectation? From to, one to five. The thing is, I don't necessarily, like, like Baz Lurvin, if I'm mm-hmm. saying that correctly, his name. Um, I'm not the biggest fan. Like I do enjoy them, but in a more like entertainment type of way, which is kind of the purpose. So I respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't like super excited. I was excited about the performance. So I would say that's the only steady thing is like Austin Butler for me did not disappoint whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So the expectation did come through with uh the reality of how I perceive that thing. So it's like five 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 for mm-hmm. the performance of Austin Butler. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Hanks was like such a fucking disappointment and the story was such a disappointment. But for me the biggest letdown of like expectations to reality and retrospect is the music. 
mm-hmm. that movie was not about the music and it's yeah. a fucking musician so that to me is like if you you know made a movie about michael jackson and played some country music i would be like what the fuck are you doing yeah. like elvis has a specific style let's enjoy in the magic of that style so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and spencer to be honest i did not have expectations like because i didn't see much mm-hmm. of it before um i was not expecting a lot because i've seen so much shit done about lady d that i'm i was not expecting a good story about princess diana And Mm -hmm. for example, that casting is the reason I'm so hopeful for like Ana de Armas as -hmm. Marilyn because it's not the typical casting because it's not the personality of the actor. I was skeptical. I was like, it's not that I was skeptical. I was just like very surprised. I was like, what? Kristen Stewart is Diana? Mm." I know, but then it kind of fucking worked like brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And the, 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 what? The costume and just like makeup and everything was amazing and hair and oh, everything was the hair. I think I just remember, I ha- yeah. I remember the hair and like just to just like a little note. I mean, I saw Spencer like months ago and saw Elvis like three weeks ago, and I just have so much more memorable shot shots of Spencer than Elvis, you know. So that says that a lot. fucking dress, the poster of that dress. Then you see it in the movie. It's spectacular. That yeah. sequence in the bathroom. I the saw. Pearls. Yeah, I, oh. again, like believing that the audience is not as stupid as you think. You know, just so many metaphors, yes. so many imagery. You know that not everything is literally you. They not they don't hold you by the hand and tell you exactly what's going on. You know, um, I know. But but yeah, for me, um, I would say that like Elvis for expectation was quite quite high i wanted to see yeah. it like four four yeah. maybe then for like enjoyment two i don't know and <laughs> i mean i did even though like it wasn't about the music like every time there was music because there was music all the time i would get very excited like actual music like actual elvis music i would be like yeah. i would start like bopping my head you know and yeah. i didn't listen to elvis for like a whole week because oh he's fucking amazing man yeah. um it is. And then retrospect, yeah, like one or two. I I still I still stick to that too. And then Spencer, I was again like you, like expectations. I I I saw it like quite announced, not much, like just a bit earlier than than it being released. So. Exactly. Yeah. And but I was p- very pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, cool. So, yeah, like very high expectations. But not that the hype I had been given with to, like like Elvis, um, yeah. and the enjoyment again like yeah four or five, five I would say was so beautiful yeah. so amazing it it made me emotional you know for someone that I'm Same. like I I know of course I've followed Lady D and know who she is I knew more about her than Elvis actually, but I'm not yeah. like I did not idealize her I did not grow up with her, and then yeah mm-hmm. retrospect also five, and it's just yeah. it's a really good movie. Um, so yeah. It is. <laughs> I feel like we trashed the whole movie and then went like, oh yeah, you should have seen this one instead of Elvis, which is very funny. But I fully agree with your sentiment of, I think we both had the same feeling of not a lot of expectation, 
very pleasantly surprised with Spencer and mm-hmm. the fucking opposite with mm-hmm. Elvis. But do you think that's just like something that is associated to mainstream and indie? Like it's quite basic, but... I think it is, because if you think about it, like Spencer is the Elvis for like indie movie type of fans because that's where I was like maybe I'm too in the fucking deep end in terms of like the movies I watch because I was talking to my parents the other day uh and they fucking turn off movies sometimes 10 minutes into them and that for me it's like I'll wait at least 30 minutes or like halfway through the movie Mm -hmm. to turn it off if Mm -hmm. I really don't like it so I don't know if it's a us thing because we like, you know, we fucking love movies and we're very nerdy about them. That it makes Elvis quite predictable because mm-hmm. it's so commercial mm-hmm. of like you can see so clearly villain, good guy. That for me it was not surprising that, yeah. you know, the fucking colonel was bad. Like it was like, of course he fucking scammed Elvis. You've been yeah. like saying it repeatedly since the beginning yeah he's a con man yeah yeah so i think maybe that's why but again i felt so left out with elvis yeah that's the, the thing public reception but so then maybe that's why like could we even compare you know these two kind of movies you know because just the 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 like purpose behind is just so different or like the approach to it or the message the one I give is just so different, you know, that you just, like, I don't know, maybe they're not even comparable, they're not even the same, like, standard, it's just they're trying to do such different yeah. things, but I think it is comparable in the sense that in the end, it's true, like, interpretations of a person, yeah. you know, um, and I don't know, <laughs> hopefully, I don't know, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a pretty, because I think mainstream movies can also be great, you know? So I agree. I mean, there's a lot of biopics that are so fucking interesting and very commercial. Mm-hmm. Although, like Bohemian Rhapsody was not my favorite, I fucking enjoyed that. Yeah, movie. Like, yeah, I really did, and it did bring a lot of clarity and it brought back the music of like Queen and yeah. all of that, which is like something I had forgotten so much that it just oh, no. became really. I, yeah. I for me, Queen is so like present in my life, but. I think, I think like Bohemian Rhapsody is a good reference for like our kind of preferences in movies and like to kind yeah. of just make our point in the sense that I think what was from what we've been talking about what was lacking for us especially in Elvis was that hu- like human aspect of him that vulnerability yeah. him that really alone time with Elvis you know exactly um and in the Bohemian Rhapsody you had like you had that whole celebrity part that whole like kind of mainstream like blockbuster mm-hmm. movie vibe to it because it, it was a real production like very big yeah. but you do get a lot of moments of stillness of him struggling with his homosexuality with 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 drugs and everything you know where you actually yeah. do see that part of him and it's not only just snippets of different parts of his life you know so i think even though if you want to make it you can make it over the top you can make it kind of weird abstract shots of casinos but just get that like, get us to know that person you're portraying. Like, get us to know their not flashy yeah. version, you know? I think that's what think was most lacking. Yeah, for me, the funny thing, just to, I guess, finish on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just that if the movie was so about 
Elvis having to perform the version of Elvis and so much about like performativity and like overperforming his whole life. It was such a weird approach to me of like, if your message is like he got fucked over by fame and like glitz and Las Vegas type of format, why the fuck did you direct it in that way? Because it's like quite literally you took all the famous artists of nowadays, the performance, the the the, the and you made it big and flashy. So it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it matches up to what you're trying to portray about like fame and you know management and all of that. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, basically, <laughs> we guess the conf- the conclusion is don't watch Elvis. Watch Spencer support innocent and maybe Bohemian Rhapsody. Maybe, maybe if if you're feeling maybe. Bohemian Rhapsody. Sometimes depends on the day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess. Oh that yeah, just what? one thing. No, because just to tie it up, next episode is gonna be about blonde. Yes. Which is it ties in so perfectly. Um. Uh, so just before we go, what are your expectations? So we can ponder that about that when and we then, get back. Yeah. Then see how it contrasts. Yeah. Um so expectations for blonde are quite quite high. Yeah, I mean not I, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna say like there's a difference between expectations and hype. Like my hype Yeah. Is very big. Like I have a lot of hype for this this movie. Expectations. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't have. But I have good expectations. Like I have high expectations. I do. I do. That's that's the truth. Um, yeah. And I don't know, especially because of the also trailers. Sometimes I think are a good like indication of the movies. And this trailer was really good. It was just like, again, what we like a snippet, representative of maybe what the movie will be like, but not telling you what the actual. Like not a, a summary, exactly. Not yeah. a summary of the movie. So no. Yeah, yeah and like what you say, I agree with everything you said. The fact that Anna de Armas is not English native English speaker, like that's such bold casting, like such a bold yeah. choice. So I think it indicates a lot what they're trying with this movie. Yeah, I'm so fucking excited. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, because it's not even Anna de Armas. It's, oh, I forgot his name, the guy who's playing Joe DiMaggio, mm-hmm. like Adrian Brody as, you know. Everything. Oh my God. Everything. I'm just like, that casting just gets me. And then just and Marlon I, too. Yeah. Because I was going to say, of Lady D and Elvis, I know their lives, but Marilyn, it's not that I'm a nerd, but like, I fucking love her movies. I know her biography. Like, I... I will fucking know if, wow. if I'm like, okay, this this pans out. I don't just have the pictures. That. Oh, just yeah, no. I don't have I'm, that. Maybe that would go against you, huh? I know. That's why I'm so scared. I'm like so hyped and excited, but I'm so scared. Yeah. Well, leave. Just try to leave out the historical accuracy in in most. But for me, it's not about the accuracy uh, as like the essence of yeah, those the essence. historical characters, because you mm-hmm. know, like. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see, we'll, we'll see, see next time what we, what uh, we think about it. But yeah, very yeah. excited. Okay. okay. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>